So good morning. So we all know the, the verse for the year, don't we? We've, we've, we've got the cards. If you haven't got a card with the verse of the year, you can pick one up at the back. We've been giving them out the last couple of Sundays, but you can get one from the back. And this verse of the year, we've spent some time thinking and praying over before we've come to it, because we think it's very apt for the next 12 months of Christchurch. So with that in mind, we're going to preach on it for the next three weeks. For the next, so this morning, I'm only looking at the first four words. Be on your guard. That's all I'm, I'm looking at this morning. The rest of it will cover. That looks like a picture of Bethany, isn't it? But it's not Bethany. Yeah, it's, it's just somebody from the internet. It's just, uh, <laughs> so the, the Cambridge English Dictionary says uh, that the be on your guard means to be careful to avoid being tricked or getting into dangerous situations. And it then gives a nice example in a sentence to fully explain that. You always have to be on your guard against pickpockets, especially in Christchurch. No, it doesn't say that, no. Hopefully not in Christchurch. But, you know, so the idea of, of, of the word be on your guard, you've heard it before. You know, it's about being, uh, being alert, being watchful. And the word is used in the Bible quite a lot. And it's actually in the Bible, in the New Testament, there's about six different Greek words used for be on your guard. Because they don't all mean the same thing. And this morning we're going to look at just one of these words. And the word that's used in our, our verse for the year in 1 Corinthians 16 is the word Gregorio. So Gregorio means, does that sound like Greek? Gregorio. Uh, that's the Greek word that means be on your guard. I never knew that the word Gregory meant that. But it doesn't mean just a general be on your guard. It means something very specific. And it means, I had to look up uh, the, the Vines Bible Dictionary to find this out and look at what the Greek word meant. And it means to be spiritually alert. It's not just alert in any general sense. It means being spiritually alert, which is different. So, but what is this word spiritually alert mean then if it's different from other kinds of alertness you know when you're at the train station waiting for the train to arrive you're alert but you're not spiritually alert for the train to come you're just alert for the train to come but this morning I want to talk to you about what this word means this word Gregorio so it's mentioned four other times in the bible so what I thought I'd do is look and see if we can glean from these four other readings what this word really means you'll be pleased to know I've only got three points to make I'll still take 45 minutes, but only three points to make. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 16, our, our verse for the year, it, it obviously well, it comes at the end of the book. It comes at the end of 1 Corinthians in the last chapter. And, and Paul uses it to, as, as closing remarks to, to pull together what he'd been talking about in the pre- previous uh, 15 chapters and it's a kind of so if you read the rest of 1st Corinthians you'll get an idea of different ways that you could become spiritually alert but we're going to look at three specific ways this morning so uh, the first reference we're going to look at is from another uh, of Paul's writings and in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 you know when Paul's writing to the church at Colossae he says this he says devote yourself to prayer being Gregorio and thankful. So devote yourself to prayer, being spiritually alert and thankful. 
So this is a kind of prayer which is a prayer of spiritual alertness, a prayer of spiritual confrontation, a, a, a kind of prayer where we're involved in, in simple terms, we, we call it in Christian circles, spiritual warfare. This is a, a kind of prayer that many of us, many of you guys, may not have come across or may not uh, get involved in. It's the kind of prayer when we are praying against the devil and against the spiritual realms. We had a reading from, from Ephesians chapter 6 and it says that you know our battle is not against flesh and blood, it said. It's against the powers and principalities in the heavenly realms from that reading. And therefore we're encouraged to put on the full armour of God. And this kind of prayer, devote yourself to prayer in Gregorio, is about the kind of prayer where we're taking on the devil. We're taking on his demons. Now that can sound scary or it can sound exciting. So let's choose to find it exciting. Yeah, we'll go for that option. But let me explain. Some people, you may be a kind of person who can detect the spiritual presence. You can detect whether something feels uh, godly or not. You may be that kind of person. I'm not particularly great at that. I have really categorically felt it once in my life when I was in Amsterdam. We went on a school trip with Lineker Primary School to Amsterdam. Uh, anyway, uh, and in that place, I felt a heaviness. I felt a, 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 an evil presence, an ungodly presence in that place. And sometimes we can feel the opposite. We can feel a heavenly presence. We can feel the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And this kind of prayer is about challenging and getting rid of this evil presence that could be around us. There's a fantastic book on this subject. It's called Prayer Key to Revival by Paul Yongi Chow. Has anybody ever come across this book by Paul Yongi Chow? No. Okay, listen. Uh, there it is. There it is. Uh, Ruth has. Ruth, good, good, good. Right. Buy this book. It's about 25 years old now. You'll get it on Amazon for two quid. Probably a pound, a penny plus one ninety-nine postage. It's a phenomenal book. This guy Paul Yongi Chow is a is a, a a minister in South Korea, and he set up this thing called Prayer Mountain. Prayer Mountain is a place where, over the past twenty years, there's never been less than a hundred thousand Christians praying constantly at his church. And I heard him once preaching, and this is what he said: "See if you can comprehend this." I struggle comprehending this. He said, when he preaches in Europe, he has to spend about six hours praying in order to clear the communications in the heavenly realms so he can hear from God clearly. But when, he, when he's preaching in South Korea, he only has to spend about an hour in prayer because of the, the spiritual warfare prayer that takes place on, a, on an ongoing basis. And I heard that, I thought, what on earth are you talking about? Does that make sense to you? Are you aware of the spiritual warfare that's taking place right now around about us? Did I spend six hours in prayer this morning before I preached to clear the, 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 the battle in the heavenly realms? No, I didn't. But I'm aware of a man who's devoted his life to this, who understands more than me. You know, in the book of Daniel, we get a fantastic example of this. So we've all heard of Daniel, the, the, you know, the, the wonderful guy that put into the lion's den and all that kind of stuff. Well, in Daniel chapter 10, he's praying and he's praying to God 
for help. And three weeks later, we're told, an angel arrives to help Daniel. Now, that's pretty cool in itself, isn't it? Three weeks later, Daniel's there and this angel pops up to chat to him. It is in itself, you know, just stop the story there. It's a good story, isn't it? But the angel says to Daniel, I'm really sorry I was delayed, but I was having a spiritual battle with the forces in Persia and they delayed me for three weeks. In fact, it got a little bit tough and I called for reinforcements and I called for the archangel Michael to come and sort them out for me. And he did. And now I'm here. What? <laughs> that's, that's what happened. So Daniel prays, oops, Daniel prays for an angel. And the angel gets held up in spiritual warfare in the heavenly realms for three weeks. And he calls for more angels to come and help him out. Until eventually he gets through to Daniel. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against the forces in the heavenly realms. That's what our reading this morning said. And Gregorio is about being spiritually alert to this. Being aware of this and pressing into this. That's what Gregorio is about. The devil is real. He's reasonably pathetic. You know, he has got abilities. But he's reasonably stupid. You know, would he have organised for Christ to die if he thought that three days later he would rise again? Kind of messed up his plans, didn't it? Would he have tried to conquer God and take on God? Would any of us thought we'll take on God? No, but the devil did and got chucked out of the heavens. You know, he's not, you know, the smartest cookie around, you know. And also, you know, he can only be in one place at one time. His demons can only be in one place at one time. And we know what their job is. We're told in the Bible what the devil and his demons' job is. The devil has come to steal and destroy life. In John chapter 10 and verse 10. The devil has come to steal and destroy life. To keep your life crushed, suppressed, unfulfilled, unhappy. But the second part of John 10, 10 says this. And it's Jesus saying this. But I have come that you may have abundant life. So the devil's job is to keep us unfulfilled. To keep you unfulfilled. To stop you having the best form of life. And that's what he wants to happen in this place. And that's what he wants for people in Southport. Our job is to do something different. Our job is to reveal Christ's message. And Christ's message is that we have abundant life in Christ. So therefore this year, when we start to push out our mission to Southport, when we start to reveal God's presence in Southport, we should not be surprised if that makes the devil and his angels unhappy. And we should not be surprised if there is some reaction to that. Because we are telling people the truth. And the truth is that life in Christ is available. Abundant life is available. So we have to be spiritually alert. We have to be Gregorio. I'll go a bit quicker. The other two won't take that long. Uh, Acts chapter 20 and verse 31 we're told this. Be on your guard because people will distort the truth. Be on your guard, Gregorio, because people will distort the truth. So spiritual alertness in here is also about being aware about what the truth is, what the gospel truth is, for that tautology, eh? what the truth is. You see, we need to know the truth. You need to know what the truth is. 
Because people will tell you a bunch of lies. You'll get told a bunch of lies in the media. You'll get told a bunch of lies in the pub. And unfortunately, even in church circles, you'll also get people who distort the truth. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 20 that spiritual alertness is about knowing what the truth is. Be on your guard. Be Gregorio. Know what the truth is. Understand the truth. You know, we as individuals and as church need to study the Bible. Know the Bible. Dig into the Bible. Discipleship course is a great way of doing that. Wednesday night, 7.30. But there are other ways as well. New wine. New wine's a great place to do that. Hear from godly men and women teaching and explaining the Bible. Dig into it. Read books. Spiritual alertness. A key component of it is that we need to not be babies, but be adults. We need to understand what it is we believe and why we believe it. That will make you spiritually alert. It will make you Gregorio. Final point. How's that? Exciting that, isn't it? Two verses say basically the same thing. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8 says this. Be self-controlled and Gregorio. Be self-controlled and alert. Why? It says, so you can resist the devil. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 6 says, let us be Gregorio and self-controlled. So basically, it's the same thing. Be self-controlled and Gregorio. Be Gregorio and self-controlled. Yeah? So be spiritually alert and self-controlled. Be self-controlled and spiritually alert. Why? So that we can resist the devil. That's why it says there. So self-control... Is a spiritual matter. You would tend to think that self-control is just a, 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 an act of willpower. But if you, if you know it, you know your Bible a bit, you'll, well, you've heard of the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is mentioned in Galatians chapter 5. And the last fruit of the Spirit is self-control. The Bible says if you're somebody who's living a spiritual life, you'll be a person of self-control. So self-control is in the spiritual realm, not in the, the human willpower realm. Or put it another way, if you want to be somebody who is spiritually alert, be a person who exudes self-control. You can't have them separated. They go hand in hand. Or if you want to develop more spiritual alertness, develop more self-control. They go hand in hand. We read that passage in Ephesians chapter 6, you know, which is the, the, the armour of God as it's, as it's known. And I, I'm not going to go into massive detail about that, all the different parts of that. I kind of see that the armour of God as you, you kind of like your, your kit bag for spiritual awareness. For if you want to be spiritually aware, you've got the resources to do that in the armour of God. And you can look at that, you know, you had the reading, it's in Ephesians chapter 6. You can look at it again yourself. And you can look at that armour of God and say, what part of this armour am I not putting on? And remember, this armour of God is not something that stands to be gazed at and admired from afar. The, the whole phraseology, the whole lot of the metaphors used, is it something that we personally put on for battle. And that all the metaphors in this are the fact that we are in a battle. And that's really the key point that I want to get across to us this morning. Is that we are in a battle against the devil and against his fallen angels. And we are naive if we do not think that. 
And I want to say this, this is the battle that everybody on earth is in. Whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian. If you're a Christian this morning, you're in that battle because the devil doesn't want you revealing God's kingdom. And we have to fight against that. If you're not a Christian this morning, you're in that battle because the devil's job is to stop you being fulfilled. Stop you having an abundant life. To keep you crushed, to keep you suppressed, to keep you depressed, to keep you unfulfilled. That is his job. That is why he's here. And he does it by giving little small voices in your ear saying to you, you're useless, you're rubbish, you can't achieve that. Remember what that teacher said? Remember what your mum said? Remember what your sister said? Or that mate of yours said? And you get that small voice coming into you. That makes you not go for it. That makes you not stand up. That makes you not develop. And we're all of that battle. Because the devil comes to steal and destroy life. And in Southport this year, our job is to reveal God's kingdom and his values. And God's kingdom value is abundant life. And to do that, we need to be spiritually alert. We need to have Gregorio. You know, I do a lot of, no, I'll rephrase that. I've done a bit of paintballing uh, in, in my life. Has MD ever done paintballing? Yeah, it's where you get really lots of paint applied. So paintballing is this kind of activity where you go with like about 30 of your mates or join up with other people and you put into two teams and, and it's all over rugged rand and ditches and, and hilltops and forests and you've got these guns that are filled with paint uh, balls and you fire them at people and, you, and they hit them and they explode and you get covered in paint uh, and, you, and you get different scenarios and sometimes a, a regular scenario is you, you have to defend the fort the enemy's coming and they've got to try and get into the fort and you've got to defend the fort and what you do is you put up barriers to stop them getting in and you post sentries and watchtowers to see if they're coming and then you've got your guns to fire at them if they do come standard procedure if you're defending something and that's the standard procedure when it comes to us and the devil. That is Gregorio. We put up barriers to stand firm against the devil. And that barrier is knowing the truth. We know what the truth is. So the devil chucks a whole lot of lies as we say, get lost. Get lost. You know, we stand firm. We post watchtowers. And that's the first point. That's the spiritual prayer. You know, so we can see and fight against and be aware of the attack that's coming. And then we have our, our, our weapon, the armour of God. We have, the, we have that gun to fire, I think it's the fiery arrows, to, to, you know, and, and take, on, take on the devil. You know, we are in a battle. I don't want to get overexcited about this, but we are in a battle. And the devil wants us to think we're not. He wants us to think that we're on a, a yacht cruising the Med. But we're not. We're in a battleship in the middle of the Atlantic. You know, and we have to understand that. You know, that is our responsibility. So, one other point on this. Final half point, quarter point. The Bible says something. Resist the devil and what? He will flee from you. Yeah? So, understand that the devil and his angels can only be in one place at one time. They can't be everywhere. You know, they will move on. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He'll target somebody else. You know, most of us will never ever come into contact with the devil, probably an entire life. He can be in one place at one time. And as I say quite often, us lot here, we're not good enough or bad enough. You know, he's either bugging a really, really, really holy person or he's encouraging a really, really, really nasty person. You know, the chance of him coming across us is highly unlikely. We may come across a demon. There's more of them. You know, and they may whisper in your ear. They may try and encourage you. 
you know, to do things you, we know we shouldn't do. But our biggest battle is against our own nature. Against our own nature. We need to develop the fruit of the Spirit and develop self-control. So we don't lapse and do stupid things we know we shouldn't be doing. We need Gregorio. That's what it's about. We need to be on guard, to be watchful. So this morning, we've kind of covered, you know, three things about this. We've covered this idea of being devoted to prayer, spiritual warfare prayer, taking on the battle in the spiritual realms. We've covered the need to be people who know the truth, to be seeking out truth, developing truth, expanding, becoming you know, men and women and not just children in the faith. And we've covered the, this need of, of self-control and putting on the armour of God and resisting the devil. And I want to encourage you this morning just, just to dwell on these things. In fact, we're going to just pray. And Can, can the, the prayer team please go across now to that left-hand side? And if you all stand as I just, just pray for us. So let's stand together. Father, I thank you that you do not leave us, you know, undefended. You do not leave us with, without armour. But you give us all the armour we need for the battle that you have placed us in. And Lord, I, I pray this morning, you know, that we will be prepared to, to take up the challenge. That we will be your warriors, your, your mighty warriors. And that we will be people filled with Gregorio. That we will be watchful, spiritually alert people. Father, I just pray for us as a, as, a, as a congregation that we will take seriously the call on our life. Lord, if this morning we, we, are, we are people who as yet have not made a decision to, to have life in abundance through you, that we'll take that step this morning, that we will be bold and we will take that step to come forward for prayer and receive prayer this morning. And Lord, if we have people who, who are Christians that are slightly, you know, scared or timid you know, in our faith, Lord, that we will come forward for prayer this morning just to be filled again and anointed again by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I just pray for those in our church that are spiritual warriors, that consistently you know, are involved in that fight in the spiritual realm. Lord, give them confidence, give them faith, Lord, and give them humility to remain dependent on you in their battle. Amen. The band are going to come in and, uh, and uh, play for us now. But I want to encourage you this morning, if you want to receive prayer this morning, there's people across on this left-hand side or your right-hand side who are wanting to pray for you. If there's anything that's on your mind, if there's anything that's been said in the songs or in, the, in my, my sermon or anything else that's happened during this week that you want to receive prayer for, these people, believe it or not, are trained, godly people ready to, to pray for you. I really encourage you to take this opportunity to, to receive prayer this morning and come into God's presence and feel the anointing of God in your life. Whatever it is that's on your heart, we are there this morning for that purpose. Thank you.